1: This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice.
2: Hello, Australia. Welcome to My Millennial Money. I'm Glenn James. This is your podcast. We talk about you, we talk about your life, we talk about your money, but we also talk about other people's lives and other people's money and things that we can glean from each conversation. Now, I want to let you know that if you are new to our world, you can jump in the Facebook group. We've got a lot of online courses, mymillennial.money. You can jump in there and get some good resources there. But uh, it is just a community built around wanting to do better with our money. Today on My Millennial Money, I've got a friend of mine, a friend of the show, Fraser. He's been on the podcast before. And we're just going to talk real talk about life, about money, and coming out of a relationship with money with kids with all that stuff so fraser welcome back to my millennial money
0: glenn thank you for having you back it's really super cool to be here so you ready to uh, get down and dirt hang yeah let's let's go on let's get let's get stuck into the mud
2: okay so fraser last time you were on my millennial money we recorded an episode from la when we were in the Built more, bit more, bit, bit more, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. We were in this
0: fancy, uh, fancy hotel. I yeah. think that was the time before. I think last time I might have been on one of the episodes was when you were going around the country doing lives.
2: That's right, the Gold Coast. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, but either way, uh, you're not a foreign object to <laughs> our audience. <laughs> no, I know the, I know the show. Now, what I wanted to do, I'm going to just frame it um, from how I want to kind of unpack this and you tell your story because I think a lot of people could learn from this. You've come out of a long-term marriage.
0: Long-term relationship. Yes. Yeah. 28 years. Wow. Um, oh, so you weren't married? We weren't legally married. No, yeah. okay. no. It was an inter- interesting story. Everyone says, well, why, are you, why? What's wrong with you?"
2: Well, that's funny because my parents have been together forever and aren't married. Yeah, there like you go. it's actually whatever, right? It is a thing. So, long-term relationship, twenty-eight years, uh, kids involved. Yes. Fast forward. You've been. Separated and not living together for what the best part of over
0: twelve months. Uh, about about twelve months, yeah. Yep. Separated and, and and you know, yeah. By the time everything got sold up and settled, probably yep. just under twelve months, but yep. around that around that time frame. So what I want to do
2: is I want to um, have this discussion and first say this is just Fraser's story. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's just how he's done things his side of the coin we haven't got his partner here to do a, a gotcha interview after this to like or any of that stuff um, and I, I will want to just before we start talking have the overarching comment that it was an amicable separation like we didn't get lawyers involved for 15 years or you know so it was a DIY separation
0: ish yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a very good point. You know, there's obviously there's no two, um, no two stones are alike. You know, no two separations are exactly the same, and no two relationships are exactly the same, for that matter. So it's it's very difficult to try and um, say there's one right way, but there's definitely similarities, I guess, in a lot of separations. So this is Fraser's story,
2: um, and we'll just say for the purpose of this conversation as well, his kids are in their teens. It's yes, not as it's yeah, as toddlers, four, or?
0: fourteen and eighteen, yeah. so able to you know make decisions. Back to our eighteen-year-old technically an adult in in the story. He can vote, he
2: can drink, he can do his
0: yeah. own washing now. Yes. Like. Well, well, the first two, years. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's kind
2: of just painting the picture. Um, and I just like to say that because we just know that everybody has their own story and their own thing. So, but within all that, if you are going through a separation or because we might even get to this first Fraser, or if you're in a relationship- and you're feeling that, hang on, something's not right here.
0: Yeah, so maybe I, let's- And even for your listenership, yeah. it, it could be um, they're coming at this as one of the kids in the relationship.
2: Mm. Because, you know,
0: um, I, I, I feel like in my age group, I'm 47 years old. In my age group there, it's not a discommon thing for, for um, you know, relationships to splinter once kids leave home. Yeah, because
2: I was talking with someone today. um, She's in her mid-20s, mum's 45. So, yeah, you might be listening to this. And it might just be a good kind of thing that, you know, oh, I can actually appreciate what mum and dad were going through back then when I was a teenager. So, yeah, that's a good call out. And so, yeah, we'll just encourage anyone, um, if you want to send this episode to somebody who is in the middle of this or coming out of it. And again, we can't speak to a situation where there has been no contact through lawyers only, in family court and all that stuff. So, that's kind of the premise and the prerequisite understanding before we talk. And because some of this stuff is sensitive to a lot of people uh, because we've all got different uh, emotions and all that stuff. So, maybe can you talk us through conceptually... I don't know. I'll just pick a number. How long before you pretty much separated, was it a thing that, oh, something's not right here or we're growing apart? Like just, I'm just trying to feed you a few lines to
0: yeah, yeah. Get So this ball rolling. There's always a straw that breaks the camel's back, right? But that's not the, that wasn't the big way to, you know, like it's 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 generally hundreds of things and i've um I love the saying around relationships that um you know relationships aren't fifty fifty they're a hundred percent and a hundred percent each person has to put a hundred percent into the relationship for it to be perfect and then uh, and then uh, over a long period of time or whatever it might be, you know, you might be putting 90% in or whatever. And then if you're not both putting 100% in, then over time you could be putting 90% in or whatever it might be. And then, um, you know, then the, the things things start to fracture. But I mean, at the end of the day, you, uh, often in, in a lot of relationships, you're still friends. You know, you're still, it's, it, it might, there might be small things, but there's no major problem. Um, and I think that's probably where we were we were around friends and mm. there was no major problem with it um but then you know you know certain things you know sort of widening the gap and um, and spending less and less time together mm. yeah I guess like because every time I
2: open my trap here, every topic we talk about there's a spectrum right oh hundred percent so it's not as if um there was infidelity at one end and then it, or down that end that they had a problem with drugs or um, anything. And I'm not saying these are the same, but in terms of extremes where it's like, I can't live with you anymore, or this, you,
0: yeah, I don't know, but you're, yeah. no. you're saying you're, we're talking from the other end here. Yeah. Well, we, we're coming from the spectrum where we, it was, it, we got to the point where we're like, oh, okay. Well, if we're just friends, then that's not really, that's, that's not okay. It's not okay to be in a relationship just as a friend when you're, you know, you're in a, in a, Full time relationship, um, and and again, you know, things happen over a long period of time with regards to kids, and you get busy, and you get tired, and you just get into, you know, routines and and those sorts of things. So, look, it was just it's just one of those things, um, and then we sort of both agreed that this was um, wasn't the the wasn't going to be the long term plan. And sometimes, you know, like I think that people imagine the future a lot and you can imagine the future doing things with people all those sorts of things and and when you've got things booked into the diary it's easy to imagine the next event or the next um you know thing that you're going to go do or the next holiday or whatever it might be but then you if you if you're to me it was around struggling to imagine the long-term future yeah. and then so you go okay well then well let's do something about that and then um and then of course the hard part is you know you've then if, if you decide to make a call you have to tell your kids And then you have to tell your family and then you have to tell your friends. And they're all looking at you going, whoa, What? what's, you know, what's going on? So just on that, in your situation,
2: were there any thoughts? um, And I guess, you know, we don't want you to give away any state secrets or cause any harm to anyone that might recognize your voice or whatever and all that stuff. But was there thoughts about, oh, I just need to stay in this? Until the kids get to this age, like, w-
0: w- was this problem for the last ten years, or did it just come to a head in the last three? Oh, this uh, is this is the very easy to look back and say, oh yeah, of course it wasn't. But when you when you're in the life, when mm-hmm. you when you're living it, it's very hard to see you know, from the outside, right? Um, but no, I don't think there was necessarily any waiting till a certain time period. It's it, it, for me, it was like, okay, so that's the case. If this is going to be the new reality, this is going to be the normal. Then you need to. I think uh, you, you know you, you can't you use the term half. You, know, you can't be half pregnant, right? You can't be half in a relationship. You can't be half in you know, half us doing whatever. You you're in a we're in a financial relationship. We're in a you know a, a long term adult relationship. You can't be half in or half out. You've got to be in or out, and then you've got to make a call. And then you've got to you know that's if if it's fractured or broken, there is a reason. If you can't fix the reason, then you know go ahead and uh, you know. D- uh, t- to me, it was right. We have to make the call. Mm. Um, and then we have to, yeah, be, be 100% honest about everything throughout the process. Yeah, wow. Okay. So you made,
2: you both made the decision that this wasn't working. And then just from a, a fact that you guys are older than 25 years old, which means there's more assets, there's more money. It's not as if you guys were married at 18 and then thought, oh, we're 23 now. And what the hell are we doing? See you later. And there's no assets. So, there's assets. Give us just a broad overview or, and we don't need to talk amounts, but did you have 28 investment properties or was
0: there super like just yeah, well obviously home there's- and all that? obviously there's bits and pieces everywhere and they don't have to be large or small. It's, it's just there are bits and pieces everywhere. So I think the first thing I did was just a spreadsheet, good old-fashioned Excel spreadsheet, r- put all the numbers down. Um, you know, there was, you know, you know, bonds for kids over here and there was, you know, share portfolios there and then there was super funds over there and then there was a house and a, and a mortgage and those sorts of things. That, so there's bits and pieces everywhere. There's bank accounts everywhere. And um, and so it's just, about, it's just about putting it all down. Like actually, well, if you if you haven't already got a list of all of your assets, then that's a it's a good place to start. But having it all written out, and um, sometimes you find in relationships that one person tends to take the lead. Um, they they might like a spreadsheet a little bit more, or like you know nerding out on those things, which we all lo- love to do. But um, it's about making sure that you're having regular conversations, um, and even just emailing it to your partner and say, look, this is where we're up to this month. This is where we're up to this month. This is where our assets are. This is where... Because I think it's, um, it's too easy to fall into that zone of just one person taking it over and the other person not really feeling like they have control of it. And control is a really big part or loss of control is a, or that fear factor around loss of control is a really deep emotion, um, especially if you're going through something personal.
2: Question, in the relationship... Did you guys have joint accounts, have shared money, or was it a common account for both? And
0: this is your income, this is my income. No, it was 100% shared. Right. Yeah. And so I think the last time we were on the podcast, we talked about the concept of nobody comes into a relationship with the same, with the same amount of stuff, with mm-hmm. the same income, with the same, you know, um, history of how they feel and think about money. No one comes. No one comes in 50/50 ever. But you have to make a you have to make, as I said before, 100%, 100% relationship, which means that 100% of your salary, 100% of my salary, if we were in a relationship together, would be part of the, the mm-hmm. family relationship. And it's it's pretty easy when you've got kids and a, and a mortgage to go, well, that's just how it is, right? And mm-hmm. it's a little bit harder mindset, I think, for if you don't have kids and you're a little bit younger to think about that. But um, when, you, when you're exiting out or something like that, you sort of start with the concept of uh, the kids first, right? Um, and, and what is the custody going to be? Are you going to go 50-50 or are you going to be, you know, doing the whole, you know, every second weekend? Or, and then you're working out from there um, what your, you know, your future abilities might be. But what we did was we simply just went, well, we're we're just going to split it. Um, we're just going to put a chunk to one side, for the kids, in, in benefit of the kids. So, you know, school fees and those sorts of things. Mm. Um, and then and then split the rest. And then when you think about splitting the rest, you're thinking about what's inside super, what's outside super, because no two humans in a relationship have an equal super balance. Uh and so you've got the two different tax environments that you really have to be considerate of, um and have a have a decent conversation around that because um, you know, when you know, rule of thumb obviously without getting into any financial advice, rule of thumb is if you've got more money in super, when you retire, it's a better place to have it. It's a better zone. That's the whole reason it exists. But then you've got your money outside of super and then you've got to try and make the two balance, not just the one balance.
2: So at no point there was any um, lawyers involved or family court stuff or anything like that?
0: No, yeah. no, no. And um, and and obviously there's there are a few considerations because when you get divorced, there it's illegal structure and a legal process it goes through the courts it gets stamped that information goes off to you know the tax department mm-hmm. and and um uh, I want to say Medicare, but it's not Medicare. Oh, what is it? Um, Cent- Centrelink. Oh, Centrelink. Yeah, um, because Centrelink needs to know about that, and um, and then there is the register, the death and marriage register. Mm. Yeah. So when uh, when you're obviously in a de facto relationship, none of that sort of exists, but you do have to sort of well it do it a register
2: softly, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. A, yeah. So, yeah. So
0: there's certain organisations, government organisations, that still see you as a couple unless you tell them and make the declaration that you're mm. not a couple. So you do have to go to like Centrelink and say, oh, hey, you know, family tax benefit mm. blah. Blah, blah blah or whatever, we're, whatever those things are in the in the background, mm-hmm. uh, and I actually, and I actually just, I'd never, you know, the idea you. you um, some people just don't do that. I'd never done that mm. in the relationship, so that just wasn't my bag. <laughs> so, yeah. so I knew what the money was, but we, you know, weren't getting you know a lot of assistance from Centrelink or anything like that. So it wasn't part of anything I ever did. So yeah, I just engaged a um a professional that just works in that space and just said, hey, you know, can you just set me up and make sure my MyGov stuff works and and uh, and they just did it. Yeah, it was great. So, you guys had a
2: family house, family home, yes. It was a property, um, little mortgage on the property.
0: Yeah, it was a property, and there was um uh. The thing about selling, obviously, when you're selling your house, you want to maximise mm. the value, so you put a lot of work into it, and you, mm. you you know you touch up all the all the bits that you were meaning to do for you know three or four years and never got around to, and then you you know you put nice mulch on the garden. You know, we should have a weekend in Australia where it's like this is the weekend
2: where we all pretend we're selling the house. Yeah, And yeah. we do it up. It's so a weekend. Actually, it. finish it. <laughs>
0: yeah, and actually enjoy, it. and and then you just stand back and look at. And go, wow, this looks amazing. I wish I was living here. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, um, so at what point did we like, did one of you get to the point where it's like, well, I'm going to move out? Or it's like, what was the practical thing with? Was there a thing like, do we keep the house and just put tenants in and we both share the rental income? Or
0: do we one live there for the kids? Or Because it's a really interesting part, isn't it? Um, We were, I think, I was. We were lucky enough because we had a large house and it was had a spare room. You know, it it was a large house. Um, Oh, so the spare room was utilized by one of you prior. That's right, Right. and so um, and so it was about that. But um, no, it, it really you really have to sort of at some point choose a date. Right. And if you, uh, uh, we were lucky enough to say we're going to choose the date, which happened to be the end of the tax year. Oh, right? that's romantic. There's the such a, <laughs> such a romantic date to, to split your assets. But, but I mean, we t- technically we'd set up our individual accounts and move the money across and done all those things in the meantime. But doing the final tax return was a, an issue. It was a thing because when you do a tax return, you do you know, you're sure you're doing individual tax returns, but they count for each other. So, um, that was, that was a thing. Um, but then, Selling the house, so we sold the house prior to settled the house, settled the mortgage, settled everything before we settled. In, ended up finally settling the money. So, uh, but but a lot of in a lot of cases, you you know somebody might actually move out of the family home, and that's a very common story I hear. And in that case, you then have to turn around and go, well, from from sort of that point on, there you almost have to treat the family home like an investment property mm-hmm. to say, right, what's the mortgage going to be? Who's gonna? How are we gonna? Because this is the the struggle, Fraser. That. Like, because if you didn't have the luxury.
2: Um, of having the bigger house with a separate room or something so we can be like, okay, well, we're pretty much separating and, you know, actually I heard a story and we can talk offline after it. A guy I knew, him and his wife, this is how dirty and weird it got, because it was not amicable, they still shared the same marital bed until like just a really... Like, cause it was all about the money and just hearing the story that, because from one, I don't even know if it was the him or the her or, or whatever. One of them were like, I'm not getting out of this bed because I'm married and I don't want the bloody
0: lawyers to think that you walked away. Like just crazy. Is, is, but emotions a funny thing, right? Mm. And, you know, I always say that we make emotional decisions often and then, and then everyone sits back and go, why don't you just make the logical decision? Like, what, what? can't you just treat this logically and know when you're in it? No, you can't. You, oh, you, you get yeah, emotional. So, so emotions weird. take over. And and so I guess the, the, the beauty of something like this story is that somebody can see it from somebody else's point of view. Mm. And if it ever happens to them, they could go, oh, well, hang on a minute. I've got a baseline to of yeah. logic to work off. Oh. So I guess, and this is where
2: you're fortunate enough to be in the situation where you had the bigger house, you had the extra room. So, I guess what I'm saying, it's really tough if you weren't in that situation and I think this is where it, it goes into like we need to make sure that people in a relationship have the financial security if they do need to exit, if it is really a not nice environment but if it, even if it was quote unquote amicable but you still wanted to separate and move out. There's an extra week of rent that needs
0: to be paid and still a mortgage repayment. Yeah, it's interesting. So, um, you're right. Uh, if one person wants to move out and one person stays in the home, then technically, if we look at it from a completely logical point of view, then you both pay, you, you, you're both still sharing, right? So, you oh, so add up the mortgage, add up the rent. Yeah, and, and you're, both, in half. you're both oh, paying. Man, yeah. So, so that's, that's the technical side of it and then- but lo- like I just said, emotionally, that's a real struggle. Mm. Like the logical and the emotional don't often meet in this process and that's where you have to sometimes check yourself. Um, and I, 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 uh, I told myself a million times that, you know, I don't want to, have any victim mentality mm. in this. I saw some inspirational quote somewhere probably on LinkedIn about, um, you know, the, the concept around, um, you know, if, if you don't want to play the victim game, you can't play the blame game. So you, can, you can't have any blame, any jealousy, any of those, you know, raw emotions running through your, your veins without being a victim to it. Right, so if you don't want to be the victim, you have to just check yourself at the, at the gate on the way in and, and call your own behavior and go, okay, no, no. If, if we're going to talk about money, we just, I just have to put our, you know, forget, forget the emotions and be logical. Did you like,
2: and this is it, like you guys, it wasn't on bad terms. It was just like, well, we've grown apart and you're 15 kilometers away. I'm 15 kilometers away. We're here and blah, blah, blah. But like there is this element that it's your kid's mother- and a quality person. I don't want to be a an asshole.
0: Correct, hundred percent. And so because this person's in your life forevermore. Yes, yeah, and it's all about it's all about and and, and that's why that's why I said before around the kids, right? Because w- there was my eighteen year old. We had three vehicles, and my eighteen year old was driving one, and and um, you know there was other you know assets around that, that you know like I said, kids kids bonds. There's. Um, things that you need to put into that bucket of joint Mm. and kids and, and still maintain that. Um, and, and we've still got a joint account that we both put money into every month, you know, the first of every month, the money goes in, uh, for school fees and other, and, and other expenses, you know, um, that come up all the time, um, You know, it's it's two kids and two pets. You know, there's a dog and a cat, Mm. and so it's vet bills and you know as well. So it's you know it's it's it's, your animals too because we're in an apartment at the moment, and I don't see a dog or a cat running around. Or cat in the apartment (laughs) that I'm in at the moment. No, so so you know there is um there's all that um Mm. you know there's there's always money needed in a joint account, and you know I hear conversations and stories about people saying, oh you know we need to you know, you need to throw 50 bucks in and put the school shoes. It's like, if you haven't already done that, come on. Like mm. just get the, get ahead of all that stuff. Yeah, and and I guess as well, like there's, there's
2: two, I guess there's two kind of prongs to that comment. You've got one, you know, lack of organizing, lack of whatever. And then the other prong of one of the parties can't manage money or do not have money. So I guess I want to just say, in this conversation, we're not talking about you or your, you know, your kid's mother not being in a good financial position because you're both working, you've both got an income and you've built a life of joint assets.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Both, both healthy enough to be able to go out and still earn an income. Yeah. And that's, and that's an important point, obviously, you know, like b- both can, you know, run a house and mm. both can, you know, not just um, run a house and earn an income, but, you know, do the cleaning and do all the other stuff that involves in, you know, in in running a house. So, and this, you might not know the answer to this, but if it was an amicable
2: separation in a relationship, uh, regardless of custody and kids, is it straight up a 50-50 split? Like, did you just, did you both go, let's like, we'll move the kids' bonds, for example, aside Um we've got your super, we've got my super, we've got the equity in the house and we've got a share portfolio over here. We add it all up, divide by 50. You, you're
0: you going to get X, I'm going to get X. Enjoy life. How like... Pr- pretty much. Pretty much in, in most situations it is. Um, if it gets messy and goes to court, it'll depend on future earnings, probabilities and values. Um, you know, there is... I don't know how the formula works, um, but, you know, if one of the parties... Um, you stayed at home with the kids and didn't go to uni and didn't have, didn't do this and didn't do that and didn't ever educate and didn't work for 10 years. And then, and then tried to get back into the workforce. Well, when, guess what, when you get back into a workforce, you kind of need to start mm. at those, you know, those junior, that you're not starting in, in middle or high management positions. You're starting at, you know, at that front line again. And so, um, there is a there is a you know possibility of somebody now in a ce position, um, and somebody who's now now in a in mm. a in a frontline position, um, and obviously not have the same earning ability. So there's some of that taken into account. But look, it all it all comes back to, um, it, you know, it all comes back down to fairness. Do you- and, and look, it's it's really hard as I said before because you're trying to think rationally about being fair, mm. and you have got kids, and then and in the in the back of everybody's mind when they go through this. This is this this uh, fear of you know the, the moments of fear, moments mm. of fear. Well, am I going to have enough? Because now we've got half, right? mm. or or less than half, or around about half. And now there's double the amount of outgoings. There's double you know the, there's there's either two mortgages or two rents or two whatever. Mm. There's you know you, maintaining a, a bedroom for each kid. Well, now you've gone from say needing to have, you've got two kids, you need to have three bedrooms, uh, to having six bedrooms. Mm. Right. So it's, it's just, there is a lot more expenses on the other side of it. And then, but that's also one of the things that fear of not having enough money that holds people back from making the decision. Mm. Yeah. And we might get to that um, at the end of the money chat, just kind of,
2: you know, a bit of a reflection or an encouragement to people that might find themselves listening to this thinking, oh, I've got a decision to make. So with the, the money thing, are you at the moment, well, I'll, we'll just use an example. So there's two partners, they've separated. If we've if it's an amicable separation and one is earning more than the other, like in if one of you and your um, ex partner is earning more than the other, is there like a, well, the Alimony or whatever they call it, like <laughs> the American
0: <laughs> alimony. Um, look, there, or, there's or, or, like it.
2: Is one of you paying the other one, or we just got a, a kids' yeah. account that yeah, we yeah. just make so, sure the kids are taken care of? So what,
0: what we what we do is we, we just have a, uh, an equal amount that we throw into the kids' account. But then there's also. Weeks where, um, uh, and, and now, and now we're a 50 50 arrangement for having the kids, right? And um, so that it makes it for this example fairly simple for the example, but, um, and, and we took the attitude that it's 50 50 over the year sure right. it's not Wednesday to Wednesday or Monday to Friday and if you have them it's an extra 20 dollars or whatever but in saying that um you know uh, i managed to get covid uh, the first week of january <laughs> so i managed to take uh, you know a couple of weeks out where i couldn't have the kids right because yep. i was in quarantine yeah um and so and so when there's weeks like that i just transfer some extra money for sure. for groceries that week you know it's just a, a, a as a courtesy it's not extra it's not registered anywhere. It's just a, one of those things where we just have an arrangement. Okay.
2: That. So what you're yep. saying, what I'm hearing is because this is all new to me, and I don't expect you to be the expert on, you know, all this stuff. It's just your story. It gets tricky if it's not a fifty-fifty with kids involved. Uh, well,
0: well, I guess at the end of the day, you just you got to work out the calculation, right? And mm. and I know that um, for right or wrong, um, when Centrelink are looking at those types of calculation, they just purely go on nights, bed nights, right? Which isn't always the case when, you know, one of the parents might be picking the kids up every day after school- Taking them but that's dinner, the bureaucracy, them, then, the bureaucracy yeah. always needs a reference or yeah, something, yeah. right? It's yeah. exactly right. So, there's no there's no such thing as right or wrong. There's logic and then there's emotion. And at some point, it's going to be right for logic and wrong for emotion or wrong right for emotion and wrong for logic. So, yeah. I once said to a family law lawyer,
2: I'm like, it must be so hard because, you know, with there's two parties involved in family law, there's- there's no winner or lose no loser. There's just an outcome. There's two losers generally.
0: Yeah. Well, that's yeah. it. Or there's just mm. an outcome. Mm. It's like, yep, this is the outcome. That's it. But it's funny that because I'm um, in that situation, the, the each representation doesn't is, is there to represent one over the other. Mm. And see that's, that's, and what, I mean, I've heard some doozies, oh, which. Yeah. And that, and to me, that's, that's the fundamental problem of it. It's, it's, there has to. Oh, we have to win over that. No, we the, none of them are starting from, oh, we need to come to a place that's fair. They're all going, we need to come to a place where we win because that oh, makes me the best professional. Oh, yeah, gosh. Yeah. yeah. So, it's, that's my personal uh, uh, rant mm. about it. Mm.
2: Okay. So, we'll take a break. We'll come back and I'm going to ask Fraser how they split the money and what they did with the
1: Monet
0: Welcome back, everyone. Hope you had a great break. Did you have a nice break, I had a, Fraser? I had an amazing break. Love, yeah. I love the. Um, I love hearing uh, you know a little bit of a um, uh, word from the sponsors. Yes, love the sponsors. <laughs> hey, uh,
2: and you had a sip of water during the yeah, break. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So, you know, you're in an apartment
0: right now. Yep. Did you buy this? What? Like what? How did you split up the cash? Yeah. So I assets? so I I rent this apartment right, and uh, and the the reason, but well, a few reasons. One is um. I wasn't sure where I wanted to buy. Markets were going crazy um, at the time. Uh, and the second one was I, you know, I finished up a full-time job um, six months earlier and started my own business. So became uh, self-employed, which is not a great um, scenario when you're going... Cap in hand to the, the bank, and they go. Oh, so you're unemployed? Oh, no, self-employed. No, no, I'm an no, entrepreneur. No, you're unemployed. And like, no, no, self-employed. Yeah. <laughs> and, entrepreneur. Uh, and, and so, um, and so that there was that, that. But that's a mindset shift in itself from being a long-term homeowner to, to going back. To renting. do you feel I don't, like you're I, going I, I sh- backwards I, sh- I don't feel like i'm going backwards i don't know why i said that mm. um but it's going to a rental and i was very lucky to um to get this particular rental because it was just through a friend of a friend who knew somebody who was this place was empty um because you know the person had moved out because they weren't well so um and they hadn't got around to cleaning it out and Really? And putting it on the market yet, and so it was just through somebody said, "Well, I know somebody's looking, so why don't we do it now?" And 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 it was very, it was very lucky. And how many bedroom is this apartment? So it's a three bedroom apartment um, with you know a, a nice view mm. uh, in a fairly central location. So it's it's great uh, and obviously a great place to to launch pad. Mm. Great that so I looked at it as a new you know new beginnings. What's this? What's, what's it going to be? And and I don't know for how long. So sign a six month lease and see what happens. Mm.
2: So, does that mean that you've just got a big bag of cash after the settlement? So, what did you do with super and the equity from the yeah. house and yeah, yeah. the share so,
0: portfolio? So, that that's a conversation then um, that we had around the concept of inside and outside super. So, um, you know, technically you could go 50-50 if that's the split inside super, just level them up and and then level up, you know, just like a water leveling nicely, you know, level it all up. But then she, she wanted to buy... A place, and so wanted slightly more outside, and so we left the super balance uh, the way they were, and then just changed that amount around the opposite way when it came to cash outside, right? Um, because everything was pretty much sold up, yes. Um, and then, uh, or leveled up, I should say, is a mm-hmm. probably a good way to put it. And then, um, and then from there, you know, I've just. My personal investment preferences, you know, fairly, uh, fairly risk-averse, uh, fairly risk, you know, generous. So I, I don't mind, you know, taking on a bit of risk. So um, I'm invested in in portfolios of stocks. Yeah,
2: yeah, and that's interesting because your risk
0: tolerance is
2: comfortable to go from years of owning to like, oh, I'll just go and rent an apartment near the beach and live life and love life. So your own risk profile can handle not having the quote unquote security.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I don't see, I don't, I don't see, you know, the market around large stable companies that, are, you know, are prominent companies that we use every day, AKA Google or, you know, those sorts of things, not financial advice. Mm-hmm. Um, then, uh, then I don't see that as a, I don't personally see that as a problem. So I'm happy to have my money. I mean, my my super is, um, in high growth, my, my outside, that's my, that's my profile. I like to, I'd like to be aggressive with it. So so, that's, so I just took that and just went, you know what, I'm just going to put that and if I can get a decent return on it, then that's probably going to return more than a house. But it's it's not about that. It's about freeing up my mind space. Mm. So I, you know, when I moved out of my house, there was a property, there was lawns and uh, gardening and a lot of work and maintenance and cleaning a pool and all those things to be done. Uh, here, I do none of that. So how I've freed do, up a lot of time How feel space.
2: on the human living um, scenario given that you know, you've now gone to half of your week not being around the kids. Yeah, week on, week off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, Week on or week off. So, half of your time, you've got no kids and you're living in an apartment near the beach. Like, has it settled in the change yet or did it take long to go, oh, this is actually happening or just feeding words here or because it wasn't a sudden... Um, oh, I've just found out my partner has been gambling all our money away. I am leaving. You've blown it, you know. You know what I mean? Or
0: did it settle because it was a bit of a, a ramp to the separation anyway? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I, 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 there's obviously behaviors that we take on because our parents taught us um, or we've learned it or seen it or heard it somewhere from a mentor along the way. I mean, my, I think my dad was in this position, um, you know, 20 years ago uh, and just had a great attitude around uh, what you can sit there and dwell on stuff, which we can all do when something happens, you know, we're in, if we treat it as it's happened to us and we're the victim, then we can sit around and dwell. But if we want to be, go, well, I'm not going to be the victim. I'm going to just accept whatever. And I'm going to go and build this new future and, and do this new thing and create a new life. So that when you said the change, yes, obviously there's a relationship change, but there is a home living change. There is all sorts of other change. And so it's about a personal uh, mental health decision to go ahead and go, you know what, this is an opportunity. You know, I don't have to, I get to, I don't, I'm, I'm not being forced into anything. I get to go and create whatever the new thing is going to be that I want to happen and I can dwell on the past and try and, you know, that I think the, the, the the rebound thing is around saying I'm going to try and find something. All of the things I hated in my past life, I'm going to I'm going to try and find the opposite of that, right? And so that's a human emotion. So you've also got to be aware that you're not just you're not just running from one thing straight to another, but you also want to go. What do I want my life to be? What like what are my goals? What are my ambitions in life? And for me, it's around creating a digital business, uh, a bit like yours, where you can you can travel the world um, and you can pretty much do podcasting from anywhere. Uh, I'm the same. I want to be able to you know work from around the world as long as I've got internet and power and um, and a roof somewhere to stay. I can run a business. Um, from australia so um you know that's that's the that's my goals and i'm like well if i want to do that you know owning a home that doesn't actually fit with that Mm. it's kind of like well, well then you've still got to do the stuff or have somebody in the home or feed the pets or whatever when you when you're Back so 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 it comes back to you know you, there's a moment you can you have an opportunity to create the new whatever that thing is I think I heard a saying I think I went to a conference you were probably there where there was a speaker talked about the idea of not bouncing back but bouncing forward Ah uh, yeah uh, Sam Cawthorn I think it was Yeah, yeah. um so yeah his, his big thing was don't bounce back well, Why would you want to bounce back You've already been there mm. bounce forward to a new thing So so I, you know I, there's been a lot of Um, moments in my life where I've gathered these inspirational ideas and quotes and and I was like, well, now's the time to use them. So, put them in place and think about the launch pad of, you know, rather than an apartment, you've got a new launch, but something to move forward to. Mm. For those
2: that are listening who are in, and again, we can only speak to a similar vibe that you've had. For those listening who may be in a long-term relationship with or without kids or whatever, and there is that, I think we're different people now. And if we'd met again, we probably wouldn't be together because we're two different people. Like, do you, I don't know. Do you have any kind of thoughts about, or any, I don't know, do you call them? Encouragement thoughts or tips
0: I think, in this situation? Yeah, look, I think um, it's a very interesting one because it it resonates what well, you say. Then it resonates because obviously, you know, it was a long time ago. I was seventeen when we got together, um, so it's a, it's a long time ago. Um, but I think the the interesting thing um, for me is around the concept of values, and and part of some of the, the stuff I've done over the past few years around you know understanding that we all have these. You know, values within inside us, our belief system, our our ideas, um, the things that we that build the the building blocks for. Then what becomes our goals and ambitions and those things in the future. Um, when you when you are talking about or thinking about business conversations, it's easy to go, "Well, great if we have got two businesses that are aligned values, then that you know works out and we can we can set something up. That's a win win, and we've got a great little business contract. It's interesting, and then you put a human on each end of that. Mm. that sentence or the the beginning of that sentence and you go, okay, great. So, you know, the idea is around not going, oh, we've, we've got similar um, goals or we've got similar jobs or we've got similar friends, but no, hang on a minute. Do you have aligned values, right? Mm. Do you both believe in the same things when it comes to um, humanity, when it comes to the way you you treat people, the type of human you want somebody to talk to, to, to say, Oh, Glenn, if I was to describe Glenn, I would say he does, you know, blah, 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 you know, like, and then if if you both have these ambitions to be that same kind of human, I think that's a starting point for any great relationship, whether it's a friendship or whether it's a, any type of relationship. Mm.
2: So, it is that um, checking of value alignment. Yeah, and the first part is knowing yourself. Yeah, right. So, I guess if somebody was in a relationship and they're thinking they're getting the heebie-jeebies… It could be like, hang on, am I just going through a thing and we do have the same values and it's all good or, and this is the dangerous part where I start talking about relationships, but it's all intertwined with money, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah. And, and. As I sort of alluded before, money is that is is always a logical side to money, and then there's always the emotional side, and and relationships are relationships don't always work in that logical zone either. They work very much in that, and I think with the heebie-jeebies that you mentioned, a lot of that is around something's not aligned mm. in the in the personal values. Something's something's that person doesn't have the same values or the aspirations to be a similar type of person to that person. It's funny, like. I was just thinking,
2: you know, if, okay, if money wasn't involved in a relationship or everybody had the same amount of money. So, if you think, okay, well, imagine a fictitious country where it's hardcore socialist, whether you're the doctor or the cab driver, you're all getting the 28 grand a year or whatever. So, the thing is, if everyone had the same amount of money, <laughs> the emotions are always going to be different anyway. So, it's not going to really solve the problem if Yes, yeah, there yeah. Was if, if there an was an even playing field it, and if, as well when there's lots of money we look at high um high-end kind of high wealth celebrity divorces that everyone
0: sees this is like there's a common thing here and that's the human emotion yes yeah, yeah exactly right and and and, the, and you imagine if there was no money then we would be looking for relationships that um Nurtured and protected everything around us. So somebody in the relationship would need to be the one that went into the hunting and gathering. Somebody else in the relationship would need to do the the nurturing. We all had this role in society um, before money was involved. And then when you introduce money, it, it stuffs it all up. So if you if you if you can have those, you know those, uh, if you can look for those things that is, are still then right for you from a values point of view, then mm. that that helps. Uh, I, that's what I think, anyway.
2: Mm. Well, thanks for sharing your story. Oh, that's all right. Any anything else that you want to add that we haven't talked about that you think is relevant?
0: Oh, look, I think um, it's it's always a journey, right? Mm. You know, there is no beginning. Uh, the, the, you know, you can look back and talk about stuff in the past, but the the, the future is always a journey. And so, you know, I spend I spend a, a lot of time rather thinking about the past than thinking to, to thinking about the future and, and molding that. And and then, you know, I think there's there's the the next step and. In any of this is, you know, future relationships. And then that's, then we start again with this whole conversation that everybody comes in at a different rate and oh. at a different level and a different income and a different mindset. And a B word and a baggy. <laughs> and, and a different, uh, well, that, that's, that's what it's all about. And then a different, um, but also, uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, feelings and thoughts of if somebody's got more, then it's around, oh, should I have more? Is, am I, am I, all of a sudden, do I feel not? Very good about myself, and then there's the uh, yeah, yeah. So there's all that to uh, all that stuff to uh, to get into. Wow, and I guess yeah, far out. That's just so wild, isn't it? Life's complex, isn't it? It can be, yeah. And then and then uh, the other thing I think about is what can I can control. So mm-hmm. it can be complex, it can be difficult. If you can't control it, then you can't worry about it.
2: Has your personal style of managing money? Because everyone's got expenses like you've got rent, you've got food, you've got fuel and just life. Has your personal style of money changed or have you noticed something different now that you're not in a joint relationship with money? Are you spending more? Are you spending less? Did Um, anything- Rebound out of that and you go twang.
0: Yes, and no, you've obviously got to be across it. Mm. Number one, like you always say, you know, you've got to make sure that you understand where it's coming from and where it's going. Mm. Um, and apart from that, then some some things you have choices about and other things you don't quite. Um, uh, but yeah, there's certainly it gives you an opportunity to reset some of those things. But, um, for me, hasn't changed too much. I'm still, you know, a fairly optimistic type of person. I'm still, um, you know, a, come from a point of view that um, from an abundance point of view where you can say I can always create more and do more and um, I have the physical ability to go and the mental ability to go and create opportunities Mm -hmm. cool well
2: we might leave it there thanks so much Fraser thanks for having me on